Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle, and you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Wow. Was we had a song singing. from Danielle this yeah. time. <laughs> can, I say the car, can I say the car name without being sued? Do you think I can? I don't know. I feel like they I... probably try and sue me, but everyone, don't buy a Mazda. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> don't fucking buy one. Don't service Allegedly? one. <laughs> yeah, don't get it serviced. Like, you're going to, every time you go in, you're going to have a $1,200 bill every six months. Just don't do it or you're gonna take it in and then you're gonna bring it home and everything's fine and then it dies in your fucking driveway two hours later <laughs> which is my life right now so in case you can't tell danielle's having a really good night i'm having a literal mental breakdown and you guys are getting like the first that's just this is gonna be the episode is my mental fucking breakdown we've got it on audio yeah for when we admit you later. Yeah, literally like you guys i go back to work in a month now we don't have two <gasps> fucking cars now I can't get to work all because of the stupid fucking I car. About that. Yeah. That's so soon. And I, I, my work is an hour and a half away, one way. So I don't know what I'm going to do. They're going to fix your car or they're going to give you lots of money. It's going to be one of those two things. Yeah. Or my dad's going to pay my bail. He already agreed to it. We have it on. <laughs> I heard my it. witness. I'm a witness. Yeah. So. I thought I heard a yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah that I, kind of night i'm so mad like i am livid right now I'm so mad. <laughs> I <don't... laughs> welcome to the therapy hour literally absolutely i've i've got nothing exciting to go on about i'm just um i don't want to say i'm enjoying your breakdown yeah. but <laughs> if you hear the the can clink that's my tequila <laughs> so I'm so sorry for laughing at your misery, but I'm, you're just, just so happy, funny. I'm just happy someone's laughing. <laughs> fuck, Holy man. Fuck. Uh, well, I've got I've got nothing exciting. My Chemical Romance is playing shows again, and that's oh my been God, my current fixation. I just found out today, though, that they're doing a different set list every night of the tour. So, like, <gasps> that's kind of now smart. I'm gonna have to buy tickets for the other night of the tour. tour. <laughs> You're like, now I'm going to have to go both days. I have to. I, I said it as a joke, and then I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I know, I actually it has have to. to. I'm coming. I'm inviting myself. So, like, my crisis is, it, my crisis. My, cri- my crisis <laughs> is, like, not as bad as Danielle's, but still a crisis nonetheless. But at least your crisis is, like, happy. At the end of the day, you're happy. Yeah. You're, Mine- just, you're just having a bad night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I totally forgot to tell you my ramp because I was so mad about my car. I guess I'll just There's tell another it on the, rant. Oh yeah, a dual rant. I'll just tell it on the podcast. So my mom is here, and uh, it's putting River to sleep. And I come downstairs. And my mom was like, because we live beside a path that connects our subdivisions. And she was like, um, and we're behind a creek, so this path goes over the creek. And she was like, oh, yeah, these kids were uh, started a fire on the path. <gasps> oh fuck! And they're just <laughs> hanging around, and then they couldn't get the fire out, and so they started kicking it around. And then the girl was like, should I just pee on it? <laughs> And then she starts pulling her pants down. And my mom, being my mom, was like, I wouldn't do that. I already called the cops. <laughs> and then they, they booked it. My mom never called the cops. But she was like, I fucking hate children. And I was like, same. <laughs> so how did, how did she put the fire out? Did she put the fire out? N- no, she said they got the fire out when they ran away. I guess they stopped oh. on it and then took off. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but this is... Your neighborhood is wild lately. Yeah, someone um spray painted the word... I, you know, I'm not even, so they, a very inappropriate word on the path near us. Oh, uh, should I just say it? It says, it's in a heart and in the heart it says, come slut. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't yeah, that. Yeah. So that's the kind of. Uh, that's what I want my tombstone to look like. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to, I actually, we went out and got red spray paint and we're going to spray paint the heart just to be a heart. oh you guys are funny fuck this neighborhood is fucking wild i almost like feel bad that like i'm gonna talk about murder now i'm having fun with this like right manic rant thing that's going on (laughs) see i had like this whole thing i'm like my neighborhood's fucking shit i gotta move out of my neighborhood and then my car's like remember me hello i'm gonna break (laughs) down now and then it reminds me that i don't have money to do anything anymore oh my god isn't adulthood so fun it's not fun at all i hate it someone just euthanize me please just (laughs) it's 
this is I was like, I was ranting in a meeting the other day about how I don't have money. And I was like, fucking, I never get to keep any of my paycheck. I get like $100 to myself per paycheck. And one of the lady goes, you don't even have a house yet. And I was like, fucking thank you. Thanks for the reminder, Becky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's because I only have $100. Like, it's because you fucking skeletons have made our houses a million dollars. I lost my headphones on that one. <laughs> oh my god you wonder why we can't fucking afford houses what's that you wonder why we can't fucking afford houses (laughs) you assholes won't retire and our cars break down yeah damn it holy shit okay are we good i think so i'm crying (laughs) i feel a little bit better like there's less pressure on my chest (laughs) i don't know i just Guys, I I really need therapy. I need something. Oh my goodness, that's not tequila. I think I think I've ruined Holly. I think Holly needs therapy. I I can't. Every time I like go to say something, I want to laugh again. But like, I'm not laughing at. I'm a little bit laughing at you. But like, holy shit! Everyone needs to laugh at me because apparently I like shit in someone's Cheerios in a different life. (laughs) God. I don't even have, I, I, I want to be like one of those like ray of sunshine type of people right now, but it's just like, <laughs> if you were the ray world of sunshine is just like, fuck right you in particular. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> they moved over from Holly's like one year of like absolute, like, it kind of like, you know how like spirits like connect to people? Yeah. Your like misery is like slowly working its way to me. My little black cloud yeah. is like moving. It's like, no, we're it's just, still like, not even moving. It's just morphing into a new cloud. So you're going to start yeah. having, like misery cloud and now it's It's just to getting me. bigger. <laughs> Holly's like the new COVID. It's got, oh my God. <laughs> I'm way more fun than COVID though, you I think. You are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> holy fuck my face hurts i like don't think i've smiled all week <laughs> should i make the joke i had sure killing me oh my god okay frank <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, before we start i called Stuart frank this morning too because he was complaining that you wanted to turn the heat on i was like listen you're not frank murray <laughs> yeah you are not even close to that level and i fucking turned the heat on by the way <laughs> When I'm That's the one who pays snapping. the heat bill, I'm the one who's fucking <laughs> All right. So we're going to actually get into it now that we're um, done whatever that was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, guys. But thank you for listening. If you've made it that far, congrats. Yeah. And um, send us your best wishes because we're fucking dying over yeah. here. <laughs> you know how you get like like little like get well soon cards? I would like a get well soon card, please. <laughs> we should get a P.O. box. Everybody send Danielle a get well soon card. <laughs> maybe a car (laughs) maybe a car (laughs) holy shit okay so um i blatantly stole this episode from that show i've been watching that i keep talking about it's called murder calls it's on discovery plus which is is zach tonight or zach tomorrow tonight guys a new episode we're just like discovery plus should sponsor us that's why my Um, mom's here literally she's like i want to watch her but like new episode yeah she's totally here for that I love that. Um, so yeah, I've been watching this show called Murder Calls. It's really cool. The reenactments are meh, but like it's a cool show. So this particular episode, uh, it got me pretty good. So I usually, you know, within like the first ten seconds who did it, but this one, like, I flip flopped a bunch. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna do this on the podcast. Oh my god, I'm uh, ready, ready to, to flip about- flop. <laughs> my emotions are already all over the place, so it's fine. Yeah, we're, we done been flip flopping. Yeah. I might text my mom. I need more tequila, please, and thank you. So you might hear my mom <laughs> on the podcast. Down. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently sitting in her bedroom, so I mean, she has to come down here at some point. <laughs> oh, you need like a? Do you remember in Costco when they had the tubes where they sent the? Oh my god, paperwork! Yes. You need that in your house. Oh my god, like Elf, the movie Elf. They get, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The tubes, yeah. Brilliant. Um, I hope everybody else gets that reference. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the murder of Arthur Burney. Um, so the concept of the show is it starts off with like a real 911 call, mm-hmm. uh, which can be uncomfortable. But uh, this one was coming from Arthur's wife, Patricia Burney. So she Patricia! tells the... Patricia! Op- <laughs> Patricia! Have you not seen that video? No. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> just, is it TikTok? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like out here screaming, Patricia! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she liked the name. Like, 
<laughs> I'm going to have to look it up and send it to you. Anyways, please do. On. Um, so she tells the operator that she just got home to find her husband horribly injured in their barn. Uh, P- Patricia goes on to describe the scene, saying she thinks he had a heart attack and fell, hitting his head on the way down. She said there was blood, quote, everywhere. But when asked if her husband was still breathing, she said she didn't know. So I mean, like, when asked... Maybe she was, like, in panic mode, though. Like, maybe. Because there's, like, like when River, like, he's choked on broccoli. And I'm just, like, sitting there. And I'm, like, are you, like, actually choking? He, okay, I, I rephrased that wrong. He was, like, gagging on broccoli. He wasn't choking. And I was, like, oh, my God, are you choking? Are you breathing? And so it's, like, he's breathing. I'm, like, I don't see him breathing. <laughs> so it's, like, the panic. So, like, I could understand yeah. maybe. But, like, who knows? I'm just trying to be maybe. devil's advocate, apparently. Maybe. Um, so when they asked her if she had tried to turn him over to perform CPR, she said no. Uh, the operator oh. asked if anyone else was home that could help her. And she said that her 14 year old daughter, Michelle was back up at the house, but that she didn't want her to come into the barn to see the state of her father. So the 911 operator calls the, like the house yeah. and alerted Michelle to go outside and flag down the ambulance. Uh, they lived on a farm and it was in like a kind of remote area and they were having trouble finding the house. They like circled the cul-de-sac like oh, a God. bunch of times. Could you uh, imagine being that 14 year old and having no idea what's going on until you get that phone call? Yeah. They're just like, Hey, this is the 911 operator. Go outside and flag down the ambulance for your dying father and yeah. she's like what like, and if they're like it was me at 14 i just wouldn't have answered the phone literally same yeah oh no i didn't even think of that um so the whole time that patricia was on the phone they were trying to like coach her into giving cpr um so she was doing it allegedly while the daughter was flagging down the ambulance okay um so they were like counting with her and everything coaching her how to do it and then the emergency services finally showed up and they took over but unfortunately it was too late and arthur bernie was declared dead at the scene um so a little bit of background so patricia was arthur's second wife he had two older daughters with his previous wife his older daughters described him as a quote laid back and easygoing homebody and that his hobbies were quote staying at home spending time with his family drinking beer playing with his horses and maybe walking around the yard he sounds like a gem that's like the life i want to live right there (laughs) um so so all in all he seemed like a nice family man and he was a rich one too he was uh well known in oklahoma as a horse breeder and he made some pretty big ticket sales in recent years uh the family were devastated they thought a tragic accident had taken their loving father away uh but then they got a call that changed everything the coroner called to report that arthur had not hit his head in the fall he had been shot in the face (gasps) dun 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 how can you do cpr if someone's shot in the face um i think the bullet the entry wound was above the eyebrow and it was like a really really uh, teeny tiny gun oh okay i or, was or like bullet. thinking like for some reason i was thinking like shotgun i'm like he would not have a face yeah <laughs> i mean true if it was a shotgun he yeah. would not have like, a face the mouth i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh god some you, you know what i'm done i need to go to bed <laughs> i just i saw a visual there that yeah. i didn't want to see oh um, so they focused it on Patricia as a suspect right off the bat. Patricia. Uh, <laughs> P- Patricia, whatever the reference is. Um, they figured she had gotten bored of him and just wanted his money. So she was like, I think she was like 20 years younger than Arthur. So she was still in her party girl era a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, however, she had an alibi. So she had taken Michelle and her boyfriend, Michael Richardson, to the mall for a cute little supervised date. Uh, and she said Arthur was supposed to be meeting with a friend to discuss the sale of a horse while they were gone. Originally, uh, she thought he hadn't come home yet. But when she saw that his truck was still there, that's when she headed into the barn and discovered him on the ground. So she okay. was allegedly not home at the time. I like that alleged. I scrolled too far. Um, so they then looked into the friend that he was selling the horse to, a man named Alvin. Not alvin like the chipmunks every time i wrote like, the alvin word alvin the yeah literally um so patricia told investigators that uh the couple was friends with alvin but the two men were known to bicker over horse sales it was alleged that the fights got so bad that one or both of them had like pulled a gun on each other at some point which is like quite the friendship yeah like okay <laughs> what i don't a way think to you and i have even ever like bickered let alone pulled a weapon on each other yeah no if i ever pull a weapon on you i am not me i am possessed <laughs> um, what, like 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 the levels of friendship that people endure is crazy like yeah it sounds very country though i must yeah. say like, like that's fine yeah normal sunday uh, to, 
To make matters worse, investigators walked in on Alvin hosing down the barn where the crime scene had not yet been taped off. What? So because the death was initially ruled an accident, no one taped it off. Uh, and they were literally on their way to do so when they walked in on him. Uh, Alvin explained that he just wanted to help the grieving family and he didn't want them to have to deal with the mess because it was there was blood everywhere. I'm sure he did. Uh, yeah. The scene had been completely destroyed, like just gone. Um, so he was taken in for questioning after that, but he was released after giving a confirmed alibi. Uh, there was no way that he could have been present at the time of death. I don't remember what the alibi was, but there was other people that like confirmed it but like he still tried to like clean it up so like i he was genuinely just trying to help oh well you're stupid (laughs) yeah because they like they didn't know i think it was like i mean fair uh, he probably thought they were done but like at the same time i feel like once this crime scene is done they would let you know yeah yeah like they still haven't heard from their their own or anything that's i i have a like actual question when like there's like horrific crime scenes like this yeah do and like say it's like in somebody's home or something like that and somebody's still obviously gonna live there do does like the cops send somebody to clean it up or like yeah there's a there's a crime scene cleaning like team i don't know if it's with the police or like just like a hazard control type place Mm -hmm. i think i could be wrong but i think in the states at least you have to like pay them to do it i could be wrong but if it sounds like like something america would do (laughs) like you're just like i can just do this myself i think i don't know i think it would depend on like how how bad it was graphic yeah yeah there was a show i think on a and e or something where they they were like crime scene cleaners maybe it was like a netflix or something i would uh, so that job probably pays really fucking well but i just can't imagine like scraping like brain matter off a wall and like yeah like like i would be at that point it's like you might as well just buy a new rug you know yeah just just throw the burn the house down down absolutely but i someone also like hit me i keep saying absolutely so many times and i don't know why <laughs> like i said it like a million times and i don't i don't get it but anyways um <laughs> should we keep a tally <laughs> we should um, i don't know what my uh oh my god this is so off topic i don't know what my like panic word is but i have to do like a course in how to give like a professional like business presentation and they like record you and tell everything you do you do wrong and i'm just waiting for them to count my ums and my likes and you're actually you're pretty good like when i add i barely even edit anymore like there's never any dead space the only time i really edit is like when stuart comes and annoys us (laughs) (laughs) i'm like not i just liked right there i'm not bad at presenting but i definitely don't take it as seriously as i should so that's why he wants me (laughs) i feel like it's more like that's like more pressure on people like why can't people just accept presentations as like that person thank you that's what i said like like the customers that i present to are like they they're like me like they we laugh we make jokes and it's it's usually pretty easygoing but like certain customers that i don't want to name because i like my job um they're like more like hoity-toity yeah and like are very like to the point like get shit done so i'm not that type of bitch so i'm gonna have to learn how to be that type of bitch yeah and if they're not gonna like conform to how you are why do you have to conform to how they are i don't know i want to try to find a balance because i am not i can't i absolutely i'm not not gonna sit there and be like absolutely (laughs) but no i yeah fuck that okay back to murder um oh yeah but if you know like of cleanup crews like i just want to tell us a little more like what if cops are just like okay we're done okay bye have fun cleaning up (laughs) i think if it's like a like a robbery kind of thing and your house is like trashed i think you have to clean it up but i think if it's like a, a, a literal homicide i'm pretty sure they send like a hazardous team of some sort yeah i would hope I'll so. it. I'll i would hope you know. so um not for like so, yeah. i don't want to know like for personal reasons i just want to hear Stuart suddenly goes missing yeah. and i'm not that mad at asda i promise <laughs> for legal purposes for legal purposes <laughs> uh so investigators were stumped after what's his face gave an alibi uh, alvin so they decided to the decided they decided to start again from step one they called patricia and her daughter michelle back in for questioning and they asked her to go over the story of that evening again so patricia claimed they all left to go to the mall around 5 p.m and there was security footage to confirm this they saw all three of them walking around uh like 
in the parking lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a pretty rock solid alibi. Then investigators called in the Bernie's neighbors, the Hakeem family. So the wife, Karen Hakeem, she was in the kitchen around four-ish when she heard the Bernie's horses acting up. Uh, She thought it was strange because they were generally quiet and it sounded like they were spooked by something. Mm -hmm. So she peeked out her window and saw that the barn door was wide open and she thought it was weird, but she didn't act on it in the moment. But when she and her husband, uh, I think Khalil, realized that Arthur had been killed, they turned this piece of information over to the police and... And this kind of gave police more of a timeline. Yeah. So if they left for the mall at five and he was killed at like four. Your alibi doesn't match up. So police still didn't really have any solid leads to go on. At this point, they still didn't think Patricia was involved. Uh, And no one in town was really known to have a grudge with Arthur. So they couldn't really think of a single person who wanted him dead. But suddenly the case cracked itself wide open. So Michelle Bernie, the 14-year-old daughter, showed up at school one day and she was acting really anxious and weird. And she asked her best friend Stormy to talk. When I saw that name, I was like, there's another Stormy? I thought this was just like a Kardashian thing. I thought that was just like a, you know, I don't want to say like a made-up name because every name is made up. But like, like not. no one else is named that like i thought it was a nickname for the longest time Uh, this is the first time i've heard someone who's not like kylie jenner's kid named stormy so congrats to the stormy yeah you're Uh the og (laughs) (laughs) so she asked stormy to talk and she said she wanted to confide something in her uh michelle was terrified of someone listening into the conversation so she wrote stormy a note while she was like sitting in front of her and in that note that's a bad idea because then that's there forever ever you are a mother effing gem is that rum and coke is that your mom and or is that wine? stewart that's stewart <gasps> this is the best interruption you have ever done thank you i needed this cheers being broke sad and sort of mad <laughs> second that you should keep that in <laughs> i'm going to this lime smells like laundry detergent you sure it's not the rum (laughs) no it's the his steward was like the lime is from walmart (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) sounds about right okay um so yeah she wrote her note and in that note she said that her boyfriend michael had shot and killed her father she claims that she uh he shot him in the face and then threw the weapon underneath the skirting of the house i'm not entirely sure what skirting is but he like pulled it looked like siding up and like threw the gun under the house so there wasn't a basement in the home okay it was like on stilts for lack of a better like term a, kind of, uh, like a, my my cottage was like that so. yeah that's what i was picturing like a cottage style yeah. thing okay. so um stormy obviously could not keep the secret and she told her parents later that night Go it was them her. who called the police and triggered the search warrant within a couple hours uh investigators obtained the warrant conducted the search and found the weapon they called mike michael richardson in uh for questioning as a suspect he claimed he had no idea why michelle would have said that he was with her at the mall and he would never do something like that especially for a girl he barely knew they had only met online two weeks before the murder two weeks that's insane like but also being at a mall wouldn't there be like cameras yeah oh they got footage okay we will get there okay um so their relationship was just starting out and he's like i don't know why you would think i would kill her dad i don't really know her i don't really know the family um and unfortunately at that time they didn't have any dna or fingerprints so they had to release him uh after that night of questioning but later that night uh the rifle that was found at the scene was swabbed for dna evidence michael's dna was found all over the weapon but there was another set it belonged to michelle arthur and patricia's daughter so the next morning officers showed up at michelle's school and walked her out in handcuffs and i'm sort of picturing that scene in game of thrones where they're like shame yeah shame (laughs) (laughs) so um michelle was arrested and michael was arrested again later that same day um so they began their questioning and they started to piece the truth together michelle immediately asked for an attorney and her mother and refuses to cooperate but michael was a little more more willing to work with them uh so the offer offer i can't talk the officer interviewing him says quote oh, this you is still- your one <laughs> what you said you're like offer ossifer and then you just oh, kept going fuck. <laughs> <laughs> i love that I'm not doing it again. We're just going to leave it as that. (laughs) The person interviewing him says, quote, this is your one opportunity to get your story out there. 
And after that, he just kind of like spilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael revealed that Michelle had asked him to kill her father because of the alleged abuse he afflicted upon her and her mother. Uh, Michael was like the perfect scapegoat. So he lived a pretty luff luff. I can't read. I'm having like, I keep flipping the letters around. <laughs> it's just, just one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he lived a rough life of abuse and poverty. And he was kind of, they described him as like desperate for love and affection. Like he didn't really have any like family or anything. So he was just kind of like a stray puppy, if you will. Yeah. Um, he just kind of clinged to anything that would give him exactly. attention. Yeah. So when Michelle asked, he kind of took it as an opportunity to like prove that he loved her That's and was sad. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he was like 17 though. I just, I, I always so torn between like, oh, but the past and like, but he's 17. Like he should have known better. Yeah. But it's also like, if she was like super, uh, manipulative, manipulative, Manip- <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. That word <laughs> that like, it's almost like a form of abuse. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Sometimes Dang. I sound like I'm patronizing you, and I don't mean it. I just mean like, well, look at you, sweetheart, doing oh, well. Look at you all, <laughs> on the head. Um, I don't take f- it that way, just so you know. <laughs> okay, great. Um, on February 18th, 2011, um, it was actually Patricia and Arthur's 16th anniversary. Michael showed up at the house where Michelle met him outside and handed him the rifle. She led him to the barn where she unlocked the door and pointed out the best vantage point to ambush her own father. And her parting words to Michael were, quote, if you don't kill him, he's going to kill you. She then closed the barn doors and locked them behind her. It's like a Saw movie. Yeah. So Michael's like kind of in like a fight or flight mode to an extent here. Uh, So Michael claimed he didn't even give Arthur a second to talk before he panicked and pulled the trigger. Uh, He thought that if he didn't act quickly, he would be the one dead on the floor. Uh, Michael ran from the barn. He left through the door that Arthur had left open, tossed the weapon before meeting Michelle up the road. Michelle, however, was not alone. Patricia was there with her car, casually smoking a cigarette. She told the kids to get in the car, and then they took off to go to the mall. The whole way there, Patricia instructed the kids not to say a word about what happened that evening. As far as they knew, they just went to the mall, and they knew nothing of any happenings at the barn. Patricia's a C-word. Patricia's a C-word. Um, and not the one that's painted in Danielle's alleyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Investigators then turned to Michelle. They told her that Michael confessed. Uh, She wouldn't talk until they ensured that she would be charged as a minor, which is like as shitty as that is kind of smart on her part. Yeah. Um, so she eventually did give her side of the story. Michelle reveals that it was Patricia who came up with this plan and that she had like brainwashed her into hating her own father. Um, Arthur had never been abusive towards either of his wives or his daughters, but Patricia would like repeatedly tell Michelle that he was mean to them. He was abusive. He was a bad dad. And like, she basically is convinced. I don't want to say it's like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like, um, that gypsy Rose girl where they like convinced her she's sick, but it's like convincing her. What's the word for that? Is that gaslighting? Is it gaslighting? It would be gaslighting yeah because it kind of makes you gaslighting is like it in the in the sense of abuse it kind of makes you feel like you're crazy yeah it could be used like you're kind of like living in like a delusion world at that point where you think yeah it's right but it's actually wrong yeah so she yeah her mom basically like would whisper in her ear for lack of a better term for like the entire time she was alive essentially being like your dad's shit yeah so like eventually she's probably like oh my god my dad's the worst yeah Um, and it's true that's how the brain works it kind of once you like are told repeated things and it's the same mm -hmm. repeated thing over you start to believe that it's true it's exactly that's exactly how media works (laughs) <laughs> yup yeah so <laughs> we're all just a brainwashed society we really are if you we think are. about it absolutely oh my um, god stop saying that word danielle absolutely absolutely um so patricia basically used her daughter as like a liaison of sorts in this murder she encouraged her to meet michael online and then meet in person and encourage them to start dating knowing full well that she could manipulate michael into committing the act so so she must have done like background work on michael pretty much or she was i don't first of all what like dating app is your 14 year old on like i don't know if they just met on like myspace or what have you but like myspace girl what (laughs) that's Um, really fucked up yeah 
So she, I guess she like vetted him beforehand. and was like, oh, this kid's got no family. He's the one. <laughs> Green light. Um, investigators took a closer listen to the 911 call and they started to realize something was off. Patricia was counting uh, like the chest compressions with the off- operator, but she never faltered. She was never out of breath. She didn't put the phone down and they started to realize that Patricia was just acting the whole time. <gasps> she was never making any effort to save her husband's life. And when you listen to the 911 tape, like when they play it again at the end, you're like, oh my gosh. She's just like, one, two, three four like you'd be out of breath after oh, gosh, a yeah. certain point and all of that like my and- sister she's a nurse and she's done cpr on patients and like when she tells me like she's like by like two minutes in she's like i'm absolutely exhausted but you can't stop like yeah you don't have a choice they the, actually the way the hospital does it you have like a lineup so there's like two or three nurses oh and once God, you get they, like, tired out. and then you tap out and then you just kind of do that smart i don't want to i don't want to say it's can i say it's cool is it offensive to say it's it's really cool it's smart it's absolutely it's so yeah. smart to be like that because you have like a code blue team oh. essentially every floor has one and my sister's part of that crazy yeah and then when you get in the room apparently well at least at her hospital when you get in the room <coughs> you me. like it's not like you're just des- like designated like certain things everyone just kind of picks something and goes but like it's like it's not like i want this or i want this you kind of just pick what's available what you can do at that moment whatever you see first kind of thing it's it's like i would be horrible in that situation (laughs) a little bit of like personal close my mom coded um a couple years ago and my sister was there and like you when you see it like nurses don't get enough recognition they are no not at all amazed they were there in like 0.1 second it was unreal to watch and they saved yeah. my mom's life so there we go they are um she's still then, here like, yelling at the kids th- telling them to call the cops so like, <laughs> she yeah she came back swigging mm-hmm. she is just like the same old Literally. um patricia on the other hand still this a bitch. cunt this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah they realized she was acting she didn't try to save him so patricia was arrested along with her 14 year old daughter and her 17 year old boyfriend for the murder of her husband arthur i really feel bad Um, for the boyfriend to be honest what's that i really feel bad for like michael i feel bad for him like kind of like you should have known better but like at the same time it's kind of like you don't know unless you're in those shoes like you don't know what his mental state was like people are susceptible i get it i just have a hard time with it it's like i do feel i do feel bad for him a little bit because he got he got played hard by these two yeah um so actually during his testimony michael he revealed that he had known about the murder plot long before he agreed to take part in it uh he alleged that patricia would openly complain about arthur in front of michelle and him saying that he was abusive and she wanted to leave him but she couldn't afford to so she started to play the same card with michael where she was like he's a horrible dad he's a horrible husband he's beating us like she just tried to use the same like manipulative tactic there you know what i fucking Um, hate because you said he he was wealthy right yeah so and she's sitting here being like i she was a stay-at-home mom i couldn't i don't have the money to leave him yeah but if you were to leave him and divorce him i'm sorry sweetheart but you do get money so yeah and probably child support considering your kid apparently she was in like horrific debt though so they think that like whatever she would get in the the uh proceedings wouldn't she wouldn't get to keep it essentially oh okay so there is that um but like you're not wrong there's absolutely other choices other than murder absolutely oh my god absolutely we're both doing it now (laughs) (laughs) um so allegedly uh the two the two women had been slipping arthur poison uh, in his meals hold on allegedly well this so this hadn't been confirmed but this is what michael said okay i thought you meant this whole thing was alleged i was like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) no no no. Uh, michael said that they had been slipping arthur poison in his meals for quite some time and it wasn't working so that's when patricia made an offer of six thousand dollars to commit the murder after like they couldn't poison him uh and patricia was the sole beneficiary of arthur's large estate um obviously she wanted him dead so she could use his money and dig herself out of said debt 
Um, Michelle was tried as a minor and pled guilty in March 2011. She was taken into the custody of Oklahoma's Office of Juvenile Affairs. And that's all we know. It's unknown where she ended up, if she was released. I don't know if they changed her name. Uh, and I don't know if that's because of privacy laws around juvenile charges. But yeah. she's basically disappeared, as far as I can find um michael took a plea deal which is why he spilled in court about the the previous attempts with the poison and he was sentenced to 28 years behind bar um i'm pretty sure oklahoma is a death sentence kind of state so this is considered like a light punishment for the crime so today michael is 29 and he's being held at the lawton correction facility for the duration of his sentence and he'll be released when he's 45 which is like Got 15 more years, buddy. 16. Long enough to, like, learn a lesson. I don't know. Do you think that's fair? I thought it was kind of fair. I th- oh, definitely. He still killed somebody. I just yeah. feel bad for him, but I... I, I don't know what how he, he is now, like, if he's been rehabilitated, but if he is rehabilitated, then I think it's fair. Yeah. Um, Patricia, however, was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for being the ringleader of the whole operation. Damn straight. Uh, she would not go down swinging, though. She claimed that the prosecutors had violated her constitutional rights. Oh, God. Uh, this is from Second the Cinemaholic. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the Cinemaholic.com because I can't do legal talk. Quote, by withholding the details of his, meaning Michael's, plea deal from her, she claimed in the handwritten appeal the prosecutors violated her 5th and 14th Amendment rights to a fair trial. The state of Oklahoma did not interfere with Patricia's request to the Supreme Court, but the higher court itself dismissed her petition, declining to look into the matter. I love it. So she tried and they said no. And she failed. And she failed. So Patricia is currently incarcerated at the Mabel Bassett Correctional Center, where she will remain for the rest of her life. Until she is six feet under. The end. Wowzers. That is... It's a really cool show. And Disney Plus, holy fuck. Discovery Plus (laughs) needs to sponsor us. (laughs) It's the best app ever, you guys. It's... Holly was like, I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, girl, I already have it. So, like, we're going to share it. Splitsies. Splitsies. Because it's like... (laughs) It's so good. I don't even care. Fight me on it. I got. It's a very good binge binge one because it's not like series where it's a plot. It's just like mini episodes essentially, and I can binge those like no other. Yeah. So if you don't, guys, if you don't have cable and you love paranormal and you love true crime, which obviously you do since you're here, unless you just love us. Food Network. (laughs) Yeah, and the Food Network Discovery Plus has it all. And this isn't sponsored. This we just love it so much yet yet <laughs> yet it's a goal but they'll probably never sponsor us like these bitches are psychotic <laughs> <laughs> who us who me us no. who had a breakdown for the first 15 minutes <laughs> of the episode absolutely not <laughs> my mental state is perfect uh we're doing great we're doing great shall we get spooky we are we're on the last leg of my little alien yeah i'm so funnest. excited um what I, I called it your alien adventure last week I yeah think. my dad was over today and he was like so i listened to your two episodes and i was like did he like them and he's like everybody knows that information and i was like thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> i was like <laughs> he's like you fucking disappointed <laughs> <laughs> i was like right in the feels thank you <laughs> excuse me i want to go cry <laughs> he's gonna listen to this one now and feel bad oh god no he won't be like, well, I told you so. And I was like, you just gotta wait until the third episode. You sound like it. I do sound like my dad. I wonder where I get it from. I'm choking. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take a drink before we start this so Holly can... I ran out of water. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's nothing in the cup, Holly. I don't know what you're trying to drink out of it. It's like dribbles. <laughs> do you want some dish detergent lemon or lime? <laughs> Whatever this is. <laughs> Stuart trying to poison you? Literally. Oh my god. He's the new uh, Patricia. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen those videos. It's like when, like, it's like a voiceover. So there's like all, all a bunch of videos and the, it's like your kid and then you're like, Patricia. And then the kid's still going. You're like, Patricia. Like no, the kid's just being a dick. Oh my god. I'm going to send you, you all You have to send it to me. Okay. I, I can't keep up with the TikToks. Well, I don't have TikTok. I have Instagram and it's on Instagram. And it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. I saw a post. Uh, they're apparently changing the way Instagram looks now and it's going to look more like TikTok. Oh, are you serious? Like the reels are going to like Instagram is literally for pictures. Stop trying to change I leave it. Me al- I want to take pictures. I don't want to take videos. Once Instagram. <laughs> no one needs to see me dance. <laughs> once Instagram is like done and like moved on, like I'm not going to have any social media. 
or we could just take Instagram back over. We can make it like Tumblr. <laughs> oh my god, yes. We have so and like my bring back MySpace, everybody. Bring back just, MySpace. That's what we really need. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna go into Project Blue Book this week. Um, basically, oh, yeah. Basically, it's like a this one's a bit longer. So sorry, guys. Um, basically, it's a secret group from the U.S. Air Force that investigated um, UFOs. Uh, this investigation went on for 22 years, from 1947 to 1969, um, and it officially, and I quote, like air quotes here, officially closed its investigation <laughs> on December 17th, 1969. This group was based in in Ohio at the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and apparently there was a total of 12,618 sightings reported and investigated wow. to just Project Blue Book. Out of and that's that, in 20 years? Yeah. It's in uh, 22 years. 20, wow. Yeah. So out of that, 701 of them are unidentified. Um, a lot of the sightings were determined to be kind of like airplanes or clouds or people just freaking out. So no aliens. But 701 had absolutely no explanation for. That's apparently. a lot. That's a lot. It's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this group has summed up their findings once Project Blue Book was dismantled in 1969. And it says as follows. So this is like verbatim. So, and I quote, number one, no UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the Air Force was ever an indication of threat to our national security. Number two, comforting. Yeah, <laughs> there was no evidence submitted to or discovered by the Air Force that sightings, ca- ca- well, sightings categorized as unidentified represented techno- technological developments or principles beyond the range of modern scientific knowledge. And number three, there was no evidence indicating that sightings ca- categorized as unidentified were extraterrestrial vehicles. That was a lot after you've had tequila and rum. That was so many big words. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, they've they never like said. They basically said it was stuff that could be found on Earth. Yeah. Right. That's what that second one was. They were kind of like saying like there's has never been an alien found, but we don't we can't explain what this is. Sounds like an alien. Sounds like an alien. <laughs> So every single investigation and every single report was put into archives. You can go to like publicly view these are these archives. They are found at take a deep breath here because this is a long one. <laughs> <laughs> at the modern, I just at the mic. Sorry, at the modern military branch, National Archives and Record Service, Eighth Street and Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest Washington D.C. So that's where they Holy are. Shit. If you want to go Killed see them. Killed it, though. Yeah, all 12,000 So you ha- they're, they're not online? You actually have to go to somewhere to look at them? I think so, yeah. I didn't even try to look online because I wrote some of this this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was 701 sightings that were determined to be unexplainable and that obviously the government took more seriously than others. Um, the History.com website has this like fun like interactive map and they show you sightings that were taken seriously oh, during cool. Project Blue Book. Yeah, it's really fun. And we're just going to chat about uh, about three of them. Um, I'm not talking about 701 of them because <laughs> <laughs> who needs a podcast anymore? Just talk about that. <laughs> oh, you could do like a side channel just of that and oh have 701 God. episodes. Be a like sn- a 700 episodes now. Be like a fucking snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about. So on November 23rd, 1953, the U.S. Air Defense Command saw an undecided, wow, undecided, they just didn't decide it, (laughs) unidentified thing on their radar. (laughs) Oh my God. I haven't drank this much in a very long time, guys. I'm very stressed out. I don't deal with my stress very well. I'm Irish, so I get drunk. My mom's here. It's fine. (laughs) Um, so this UFO, oh, my face hurts. Sorry. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna text Carl and be like, "I made Holly's face hurt." <laughs> what did you do tonight? <laughs> He's naked in a dressing room with a bunch of other men. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Not gonna ask any questions. He's playing hockey. <laughs> Oh, oh my god my, my face like my face is so red i can feel it <laughs> okay i can't see this is all staying in just so you know because <laughs> like editing is a bitch <laughs> um so this ufo was flying over lake superior and flying pretty close to the commercial airline like passways like what do they call in the sky like they're not roadways they're airways i don't know that sounds right airline like, paths. it's an airways <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, we figured out why they named themselves. <laughs> Holy that. shit! It's like city and color all over again. <laughs> Um, and obviously this UFO on the radar wasn't supposed to be there. So first Lieutenant Felix Monocla and second Lieutenant Robert Wilson got into an F-89C Scorpion jet. And remember, this is like 1953. So it's not like it's high tech, but it ain't that high tech as, as today. Um, so they went to go see what the fuck this was. Um, the UFO was pretty much like in the middle of Lake Superior. So between Michigan and Ontario. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, so once these pilots were in the area that they radioed to control, saying they were having a hard time keeping track of this object, it kept, like, kind of changing course really quickly. It was also a stormy night, too, um, and it was, like, hard to, like, follow it um, just because it's, like, dark out, clouds, Mm -hmm. all that shit. So the control room guided the pilots on following this thing, um, and the jet followed the UFO for about 30 minutes. Eventually, they caught up with this um, object about 70 miles off. I didn't look this up. Keweenaw <laughs> Point in Michigan. I apologize that it's it's completely wrong, and I'm sorry. Um, uh, they were apparently like eight thousand feet, like at like flying level, which isn't that like, seems low, right? Like that's right, low, like right? that's very fucking low. Yeah, <laughs> like that's very low for me. Um, I don't understand height though, so like it, it seems I low think to me. I could be wrong, but I think like thirty thousand feet is like you're on a flight you're doing well <laughs> yeah, eight thousand is like panic yeah you're probably flying a mazda <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna sue you're gonna me have to like edit my laugh so much i've just been like shrieking this whole time <laughs> someone's gonna sue me whenever i text you i'm screaming it sounds like that <laughs> i know a youtuber that was like riding a motorcycle and his motorcycle kept dying so he said like that brand was shit and then he got sued by that brand so we might be in for some disappointment holly that that's fine well, just i'll me. take it <laughs> stop breaking cars yeah, right? <laughs> oh, dog shit <laughs> <laughs> exactly um he must have been flying a mask <laughs> <laughs> holy hell uh, i had to um so apparently once they got there control saw like the two marks on the screen basically become one mark and then all of a sudden the f-89c completely disappeared off the radar then the ufo radar thing like kind of like popped back up started back up and then disappeared off the map where was the other did the other plane come back the u.s air force the coast guard and even the canadian air force and coast guard did a huge search and rescue for the missing men they were never found holy there was never any anything nothing was found there was no evidence from like the plane crashing the jet crashing there was oh my god nothing and they have the exact part like they have it on radar they know where you technically should have crashed yeah they never found anything abducted abducted whole airplane yeah me and my dad were talking about this one today and he was like isn't it wild and i was like that's wild. it is wild so (laughs) um so the second one so Edward May, who was 13 at the time, not Edward Cullen. <laughs> this is in the 1600s. Um, and his brother Fred, who was 12. And their friend Tommy Heyer, who was 10. They're all playing in a, sco- a schoolyard near their homes on September 12, 1952. It was like dusk and the kids noticed like the pu- a pulsing red light go across the sky. And it seemed to crash into a field nearby. This field was like um, just like a farm field. So it, there was a farm on there. So it was like... I don't want to say their neighbor, but, like, someone in town's field. Yeah. Um, the kids didn't initially run after whatever it was, so they went and told um, Edward and Fred's mother um, and then ran up the hill, and the May boy's uh, mother, so Edward and Fred's mom, followed them uh, to get a better view of whatever it was. Uh, a few other kids showed up, too, with parents as well as Eugene Lemon. Uh, when they <laughs> reached the – so, like, news travels really fast here. Small town. They all saw it. Yeah. (laughs) When they reached the top of the hill, they were stunned as to what the hell they just saw. Apparently, when Eugene shined a flashlight, a group um, saw, and I quote, 10-foot man-like figure with a round face surrounded by point, like a pointed hood-like shape, end quote. Now, the description of this creature isn't 100% confirmed because multiple people had somewhat different descriptions of it. Um, some said this creature had like a bloody red face and the eyes Ew. were like greenish orange and then like a fully green body. So I don't know if that's like their face was red or they ate something that was like bloody. Ew. Yeah. Sounds to me like. I always picture aliens like the ones in Spice World. That's just what <laughs> yeah, I picture literally. now. <laughs> that's the best movie ever. Just so <laughs> it's the be- I, I have to watch it. I haven't watched it in like 
Okay, it, so... Oh, God, I hate saying 20 years, but probably... Tw- oh, God, I'm gonna throw up. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, like, next girls' night, we're watching... <gasps> We'll bring Emma over. Jess can come over. We'll do. Holy we'll go bridesmaid dress shopping, and then you guys can yeah! come over. And I we'll love it. it. Okay. And we'll watch Spice World. Done. Done deal. Done deal. Everyone knows my plans now. <laughs> We're gonna watch Spice World and get drunk. You have your best ideas mid recording. I really do. <laughs> it's the only time my brain actually kind of semi works. <laughs> um. So again, so people said like red face, greenish orange eyes, and then a green body kind of sounds like me trying to dye my hair in high school literally <laughs> uh so the mother of the may kids so edward and fred said that the creature had like claw hands but like whatever the description was it was obviously like very weird and not part of this world um so once they saw this creature it apparently like kind of like hissed at them and then started moving like towards them like it was gonna attack so eugene dropped the flashlight and the group ran the fuck down the hill oh yeah yeah i would too but i wouldn't drop the flashlight because like it's dark out you'd need that yeah yeah um some said they felt sick and nauseous after that and they smelt like a pungent a pungent like misty smell like you know when you can smell mist and it's like nice like yeah dew, but like you know the mist that smells like you've like sitting in a basement like, for like eight years yeah, literally <laughs> Um, so this creature has not been seen since some skeptics say that the pulsing light was probably from a plane and then like the shooting part across the sky was like a meteor so they saw like the pulsing red light and then the meteor kind of near the same time the same time yeah and you want to know what people say the creature was what an owl a 10 foot owl a 10 foot owl a 10 foot owl (laughs) (laughs) i would love to see said 10 foot owl right and like what is it's like nuclear bombs going off in there is there's like the new like um <laughs> chernobyl like just 10 foot owls green and orange eyed fucking bloody owl mm-hmm. sounds about right crazy and we're gonna talk so i just like kind of like pick and choose because some of the ones we've actually talked about which i'll mention are like in this like project Blue oh Book. that's cool yeah so the third one that i want to mention that i found kind of interesting um so the last report is um on August 25th, 1951, in Lubbock, Texas, uh, there was a group of scientists that were hanging out with a, with Professor Dr. W.I. Robinson. They were all hanging out in his backyard, and they were all, like, they weren't, like, student, like, scientists. They were, they all worked for, like, the same kind of college or university or whatever, which is, like, probably a group of, like, the smartest human beings on the planet. So, like, <laughs> I feel like they're, like, trustworthy. I'm picturing, like, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Penny penny um so before i i'm sorry i heard heard that that. just cracked absolutely stop doing stop oh my god danielle stop saying absolutely and stop cracking your neck i literally just heard my head that time (laughs) i'm just old i'm just old um so before i get one to happen let my what happened hold on let my brain like regenerate catch up with it (laughs) that just happened so before i get into what happened captain edward j Rupelt didn't look that up either who worked for the air force um he was also the lead investigator for project blue book is quoted saying and i quote if a group had been handed handpicked to observe a ufo we couldn't have picked a more technically qualified group of people end quote it's true he said that about the group of scientists yeah so like i said they're smart um so now they're all hanging out and around at around 9 20 p.m they all saw this they all saw these weird bluish green lights like right overhead these lights formed a v-shape and there were about between 15 and 30 of these lights they saw them twice so like there was different numbers each time um these lights were moving and eventually disappeared about an hour later these lights returned and didn't really have like a much as a like a v formation to them but then again moved disappeared there were also didn't you do another case where they there was like a v formation yeah i did yeah yeah um there was also other witnesses to this there was a couple in albuquerque new mexico who saw it too also the way to spell albuquerque i said it once and that's what i'm but the way albuquerque that's a quite a way to that i will never recover from arkansas yeah like but like that's not even how you like the way it's written isn't even how you pronounce it and like english is stupid (laughs) amen it's like the worst language ever um so there's a a couple in new mexico who saw it too and they had like the same thing the first time they saw it and then an hour later more lights showed up the second time the woman had said there was like a large object that just like swiftly went over their home and she said it resembled an airplane without a body um so she just saw the lights but it was like right over their home 
Over a span of two weeks, there were more reports of these lights, exactly the same. A 19-year-old named Carl Hart Jr. took photos of these lights when he saw them, and they show this V formation of lights. There's two of like two pictures. There was an investigation done by the people from Project Blue Book, but the group of scientists also did their own investigation because they're scientists, <laughs> and they ended up seeing these lights 12 more times. Apparently, oh, wow. Yeah. Apparently, they measured, like, angles and calculated these light, like, the light Jesus speed Christ. or, like, approximate speed of the lights and said these lights would move from north to south. And apparently, a lot of the other witnesses' accounts added up to the same kind of report. So, like, everyone was seeing the same lights, V-formation um moving north to south and would see it like twice like show up an hour later they disappear so So it's like the same like consistent reports across the board um to this day no one really knows what those lights are or were some said they were birds and like the light was like a reflection from the street lights which sounds so fucking stupid to me right (laughs) it's so funny that like some of the uh like quote-unquote cover-ups sound less believable than just saying aliens <laughs> literally it was a bl- uh, an experiment with a balloon. shiny birds catching the sunset <laughs> right like it's so 9 20 p.m <laughs> i'm like yeah let's convince scientists that it was shiny birds yeah it's, I, it's, no you guys you know what it was it was edward Cullen just hanging up in the sky <laughs> getting hit by the sun <laughs> that's what it was uh, <laughs> So the kid who took the photos, so Carl, in 1970, he gave an interview, and to that day, he still had no idea what he captured on film, like, still has no idea. Um, The investigation done by the people from Project Blue Book basically said that they had someone look into it, but he wanted to remain anonymous, and this person said there was, like, a scientific explanation, but they couldn't go into detail on what caused it and what it was, and that's it. So he had some type of scientific explanation, but couldn't reveal what it was, and he didn't that's want to reveal terrifying. his name. terrifying. Which is, like, kind of terrifying, but, like, it's a bullshit excuse. That makes you either think, one, aliens, or two, it's something about, like, the Earth's uh, atmosphere cracking, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. something's going terribly wrong. And we're all just gonna die. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't make me feel safe. Right? Um, so, some other notable mentions that were included in Project Blue Book were Roswell, Betty and Barney Hill abduction, and then also Skinwalker Ranch. I haven't fully, like, investigated into Skinwalker oh, yeah. Ranch, but it's, like, a hot topic right now, so... And there's, like, TV shows about it, so I really don't want to yeah go into it i mean just if you have discovery plus you've already watched it (laughs) um sponsor us yeah so that is some of the 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 cases that have been taken seriously by the government and like they obviously did investigations and they had their like bullshit excuses for it i didn't really want to go into that but like now it's now that they've come out and said that like it project blue book existed we obviously like investigated these were our findings i didn't want to go too much into like their bullshit excuses because it's kind of pointless now because we <laughs> just, know you're lying to us yeah i just wanted to go into like what was found what they thought and well not what they thought but like um at that time what like the witnesses saw yeah and then, i wonder if now like if they have like an investigative team now if they're they're gonna be more willing to like put information out there i think so and my theory is so my dad was mentioning it to me that they're actually there is like a new i don't know if it's already started or i didn't look too much into it yet because i feel like it could be like a whole new episode um but they kind of like continuing project blue book but in a more like expansive way yeah so the government has like confirmed they are still or not still but they're opening up another like project to like study ufos more in depth and they're like really like starting because like you see stuff on social media now and like you can't with the the evolution of the internet and social you media can't you really can't really lie to us hide stuff anymore yeah people are gonna post pictures people are gonna post videos yeah. and like yeah some of them are fake and some of them Definitely. are very obviously fake but yeah. you can't say they're all fake exactly and then there's those three videos so one i believe one was in 2004 and 2000 i think might have been two in 2015 or it was like two in 2004 and one in 2015 i'm not sure but anyways, there's three videos. Um, <laughs> so I think it was 2019. <coughs> Excuse us while Holly dies. It's a ghost stick. It's a ghost stick. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> so in, I think it was 2019. Correct me if I'm totally wrong because 
I'm pretty, I think it was, but I could be wrong. Definitely. Um, the Pentagon and the U S Navy confirmed three videos all captured by the Navy were real and they were indeed UFOs. So not aliens, but unidentified flying objects. Then in 2020 or 2021, the Pentagon released them officially. Like they confirmed these videos were real and then Mm -hmm. they officially released them to the public. Basically, all these videos show these flying objects through the sky at, like, insane speeds. There is one video where you can see them trying to, like, catch it on the radar. Like, you know how, like, jets, like, can lock on to objects? You can see them keep moving to try to, like, lock on. And then they actually do lock on. So they follow it and lock on. And you can hear the pilot going, like, got him and, like, laughing. (laughs) Like, so excited that they caught whatever this was. Um, so the Pentagon released these photos or videos, not photos. Um, and yes, they're actually real. And they said that they're not sure what's actually in these videos. Like they confirm what it, they have no idea what it is, but they've confirmed that they don't know nothing. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But they're like, it's not aliens, but we don't know what it is, which means it's probably aliens. aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they confirm their UFOs, um, again, not aliens, these videos were originally released by the company um, to the Stars Academy of Arts mm-hmm. and Sciences, which is one of the founders <laughs> is Tom DeLong. Yay! <laughs> I feel like every time we mention him, because the world literally we should owes tag him. him in the post for this one. We should <laughs> because, like, he. I think I'm pretty sure the company that company to the Stars Academy. It, he's one of the founders, but I think the other two, or at least another founder, is he like, like a they, scientist? They worked for the government yeah yeah like a government official so like it's it's just insane and then like they really i'm they like kind of like i don't know how they got the footage i didn't look too much into that but like they officially were like released these well they released the videos and they're like what the fuck is this shit and then the pentagon eventually like years later confirmed that like yeah no these videos are actually real yeah they're actually from our jets and we can explain them everybody owes tom a big apology a big fucking apology because like literally it's like and then i think i think tom delong got like once they the pentagon released it he was kind of like finally like now people yeah. can like start like openly talking about it he, and, like, he posted about it right yeah. like, he made like a statement yeah yeah so it's like it's it's really fucking cool and like i think one of the i don't know if it's one of the founders but someone who also is involved in the stars academy is also in his band in angels and airwaves oh cool yeah is it so funny that this like little pop punk band is like (laughs) revealing the truth of aliens absolutely it's so funny because every time i like mention it to my dad i'm like the world like owes a lot to tom DeLonge for like this like revelation and stuff and my dad's like i've been telling you about aliens since you were born and yeah, i'm way older tom than tom DeLong. and i'm like yeah that's like my literal response when you're not tom DeLong. i don't believe you <laughs> um but those videos are like crazy you have to go check them out i'm going to yeah i that's so cool but that's it for aliens for now damn what a fun adventure yeah and it's just it's crazy 701 that's a lot like it's not like if you think about so twelve thousand, so over almost thirteen thousand, and alien for it, Tom no, Google just type in the Pentagon three alien three UFO videos. Um, but if you like think about it, like it's just like we've come so far, and like I really do like in my core believe I'm obviously drunk in my core. <laughs> believe oh there was a new one released two days ago shut the fuck up yeah i didn't do any research this morning i probably didn't see it <laughs> i just wrote what i thought was in my noodle <laughs> so there's one from two years ago but there's there's all sorts of videos from news channels of two days ago pentagon officials show video of unidentified object uh this guy says quote i do not have an explanation <gasps> wow so they are being more open then yeah and i think that's the thing is like i don't they really can't hide in this day and age like like not to tr- try to go to like the opposite end but now we have like anonymous so you have no idea who these people yeah. are but can hack into everything so like i feel like the government probably has shit that people don't want to see and i don't necessarily think they're doing it out of like we just don't want people to know i think they want to not do it i hope to not cause a panic yeah 
Well, because you say aliens are real, the people are going to start freaking the fuck out. Absolutely. Personally, I would freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Go on top of a building. Aliens. Al- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, that's the thing is, like, are they nice? Yeah. We don't know. I would hope so, but, like... I think, and especially with, like, the technology we have today, we can, like, go farther into space. We can yeah. start, like, we know black holes are a thing, and people Dude, are the fucking, to, like, oh, the, I don't know if we're going to release the thingy before this episode comes out, but that thing they found on Mars, the, oh, like, the doorway. the little doorway, yeah. Yeah. Which is absolutely Weird. crazy. This, I, but that's the thing, is I don't think the government can hide it with, like, social media, the technology we have now. Like, people aren't stupid. Yeah, and that's exactly it. In the in the like fifties and whatnot, people were naive because they they didn't have the internet, they didn't yeah. have camera phones, they didn't have. And it's not like they were stupid back then; they just didn't have access. They didn't to have these, it. Yeah, this technology, they didn't have access to being able to talk to your neighbors every like. In sightings were just sightings sightings yeah. were just bobby joe saw this thing in the sky now sightings are here's this video footage here's this picture here's this drone yeah. footage and you don't here's even know about it shot. until you read into the newspaper when it gets delivered yeah. the next day it's just yeah like, exactly it's we've definitely evolved Te- technology has its pros and cons pros yeah. aliens cons everything else <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> and when i talk about like social media i mean like like scientific websites like this important stuff i don't mean like i mean like you can message on instagram and like the videos are on instagram and stuff like that but like yeah you don't learn from a facebook article i am sorry (laughs) what (laughs) but yeah so uh that's my alien talk for a little bit that was like a fun three episodes i had fun i had had fun. fun i learned so much yeah and I, I didn't, we discovered there was one two days ago. Yeah. This is fun. Tom DeLong is more, a national treasure. Like, you know the, the uh, big wall thing where they, like, carved the president's face? Just carved Tom DeLong's Tom face? Can we do it, like, with the lip ring and everything? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Here on that it. note. Come hang out uh, with us. Come hang out with us. I don't know why you want to anymore. <laughs> yeah, if you want to bitch about, like, cars, come hang out with us. The Instagram. He, he must have been flying a madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like aliens are smarter than that. Um, so our Instagram is a spooky hour podcast. Our Twitter's at spooky hour. And the email is the spooky hour podcast, 666 at gmail.com. If you have, have you seen aliens? I want to know. Because we yeah, get, tell us. We I don't get, think we've had any aliens. Oh, no, we did have one. We did have one. Yeah. And it was like weird, like light phenomenon in Nova yeah. Scotia. Yeah. And so if you've seen aliens, yeah. send us more. Yeah. We want, and if you have pictures, hell yeah. Oh my God. Let us know. If someone just sends us a picture of like an alien, like it's like a little stage <laughs> thing, I would appreciate it. <laughs> would love it. Endorse it. For Danielle's it. mental health. <laughs> absolutely. It's absolutely. All oh right. my God. Euthanize me. Please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay absolutely, absolutely spooky. spooky. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>